Surprise, it's us again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here we are. We turned off the lights. It's very dark in here now. <laughs> and I'm we... also cold. <laughs> Do you want a jacket? I gave you a blanket. No, I'm fine. I will be fine because it makes me sharpen the brains. What the, the brain. fuck? <laughs> well, anyway, so I've been here too long. <laughs> You've been here four hours. You've been here more time and been much sharper. So, okay, Frinny, what are we talking about on our, what I'm calling our double feature that we're finally getting around to doing? We suck. (laughs) Anyway, what are we talking about in our double feature at the second episode of our uh, double feature here? Today, we're going to also talk about Scott Peterson and the missing Lacey Peterson. Sweet baby. Sweet baby. And her sweet baby. And her sweet baby baby. I know, such a tiny baby. Eight months, Connor. Connor Peterson. Oh, yeah, that was his name, wasn't it? Connor. Yeah. So, for any, just curious, at the beginning of the podcast, on the count of three, what's your verdict? Do you think he's guilty (sighs) or do you think he's innocent? So, I'm not going to lie. On the count of three? Fine. One, One, two, two, three. three. Not guilty. Yeah, I knew it. That's what (laughs) I thought. That's what I thought. In my defense, um, because I know you wanted me to think about it. And, like, I've been thinking about it, and I've been slowly, you know, changing my mind. But I just, for me, as a parent, I guess, that's where... You're more inclined. I'm more inclined to say he's guilty, like, because even if, like... Even if he didn't do it, he knows something. He was not upset about nothing. And, like, and like I understand maybe it's, like, a mental thing or something. But even still, your baby is dead. Your wife is dead. Like, I just, I can't, as a mom, be, like, so nonchalant yeah, it's chill. about it. So yeah. it's, like, really chilling to me. It's kind of shocking and hard. But I am inclined to be swayed. But as it stands, like, a first get-go, definitely a guilty for me. I think he's not guilty, but I also have been listening to the case for way too long. <laughs> Any whoozle. Any whoozle. Any I just, you know, I, I have to say, every time you say that, it makes me really happy. I'm just going to throw what, it. Do you just like any whoozle? Yes. <laughs> do I say that that often? Yeah. Oh, actually. fuck. Okay, yeah. bet. Uh, but I love it, though. So. Uh, don't be self-conscious <laughs> okay so i'm not even gonna front i am definitely paraphrasing from multiple different articles this this specific case was way too much to notate all at once like there's so much going on especially spoiler alert with his case being overturned um late last year august. which yeah august which is kind of what spurred me to want to do an episode on scott peterson and Lacey specifically because i was like first of all we aside from you know the joe case that we just did those mm-hmm. are our first cases that are in the 21st century mm-hmm. um those are our first like super relevant nowadays type things this is probably the most recent one because even joe's case was still 90s in the early 90s yeah this is the first one that happened like 2000 you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah so i'm gonna paraphrase quite a few different articles in this and i'm gonna just truck along and interject because i have very strong opinions on this mm-hmm. and i thought and i'm not i'm not even gonna front like i thought 
before his case was overturned, I was like, oh, no, this asshole's totally guilty. Mm. But whenever I got the news that his case was overturned, I was like, well, why was it overturned? Like, let me reread some stuff. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, and, and when I say I don't think he's guilty, that does not mean that I think he didn't have anything to do with this. Okay. I would like to make this completely clear. Okay. I think that from a current, like, court standpoint, I don't think that he was guilty solely based on lack of evidence. That I is think, exactly why. I think the entire yeah. time that he was convicted, I think it was based off of bullshit. I think it was based off of speculation. Yeah. And even though it's very possible this guy did have something to do with it, even though there are things in my brain that don't yeah. line up that I think do make him not guilty, yeah. heavily, like, the big thing for me is, yo, this guy's not guilty, because of XYZ, but also none of this, like, it's all circumstantial evidence. Yeah, and that's exactly why I was like, I'm inclined to be swayed because, like, it, you're right, there is a lot of act, lack of evidence. It's just, I'm sorry, I'm just like a mom. I just, it yeah. just kills me a lot. Like, you know, I talk mad trash about my beautiful children, but Sound I would the circus. never. Like, like you know, we we talk trash and we joke and stuff, but like I those kids can't. are your life. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I love your kids, and I've known them for two days. <laughs> Who are you? Why are you in my house? Okay, <laughs> bye. No kidding. On December twenty third in two thousand and two, Scott and Lacey they went to a salon. Um, so Lacey's sister worked at a salon pretty close to them where they regularly got their haircuts. So this day was a normal day for them. It was the day before Christmas Eve. They were mm-hmm. just vibing. They were getting everything ready to go vibing. for Christmas. How just vibing. Do. Getting their haircut and just, like, getting everything ready for Christmas, Christmas Eve, right? Mm-hmm. So um, let's see here. Sorry, again, paraphrasing. So Lacey said – or not Lacey. Scott had said – Hey, let's go pick up a fruit basket for, as, and I remember I listened to the call specifically, mm-hmm. um, and it said, um, like, let's go pick up a fruit basket for Papa. So their intention for Christmas, or Christmas, the day before Christmas Eve, was that they were going to go pick up a fruit basket for Grandpa, mm-hmm. right? So on Christmas Eve Eve, they go, they make Eve, plans Eve. to get a fruit basket for Papa. Exactly. Got it. So... That ends up, that's actually a very important call that ends up being made. So I'll get into it in a second, but that's definitely something huge that comes through that it's like, "Mm, okay. And so I was listening to a lot of other podcasts today while I was at work trucking through my contracts. Right, uh uh-huh. I was listening to a bunch of different podcasts that had to do with the Peterson cases. And, um... You know, that that call, um, as I believe it was Crime Drunkie referred to it, was the Hey Beautiful call, right? So, um, basically what it was, was that Scott had been out fishing, and we'll more than likely go into that uh, a little bit. Again, yeah. I'm, uh-huh. I'm paraphrasing my articles. But Scott had been out fishing that day. And he had anticipated being home a little earlier in time to go get the fruit basket for Papa. 
Um, so he calls, and this is back in the day of landlines. I don't know if y'all know what landlines are. <laughs> Look, a couple weeks ago I had to explain what Y2K was. I don't... <laughs> I, look, I don't know. I just offended my puppy. I'm sorry, baby. Come back. Oh, no, he hates baby me now. It's back. fine. Baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. Was that copyrighted? Probably. It's fine. Oh, Worth yeah. it. Worth it. Hi. Oh, my Jesus. So, okay. No. So, no. So, it was referred to in Crime Junkie podcast. Which I highly recommend. Go listen to it if you like the more serious side of things. They don't really like joke around and yeah, like make all the jokes. They're very like Crime business. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're to a couple of theirs. dude. They're so good. If you're looking for something that's like cut and dry, like hey, this is the facts. They are such a freaking good podcast, and they're actually what kind of started me into this. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So, um. The woman who heads Ashley, she, the woman who heads, uh, true, uh, I'm sorry, uh, crime junkies, she, uh, refers to this call as the Hey Beautiful call, but when he's on his way back home from allegedly fishing, he basically calls Lacey on their landline and says, Hey Beautiful, I'm gonna be home soon, but I'm not gonna be home in time to pick up that basket for Papa, so I was hoping that maybe you could go into town and grab that basket for us. I love you. Bye. You know, like super inconspicuous, nothing crazy about this call. I feel like you've made this call. I've made this call. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing sketchy about it, right? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So they get their haircuts. We're talking about this this fruit basket for Papa. I love Papa just based on principle. Mm-hmm. He's all of our he's all of our Papa. I love him. So okay. So Lacey's mom did speak did speak on the phone with Lacey um, around eight thirty p.m. that night, the night before uh, Christmas Eve Eve. No, the night of Christmas Eve Eve. You said Christmas Eve Eve, and now yeah. my brain's broken. <laughs> so, as it was, on Christmas Eve 2002, Scott had gone fishing um, at the Berkeley Marina, um, and he had... <laughs> Baker! <laughs> Sorry, I have my puppy out here with me, and he is just knocking shit over and he just, like, knocked something super loud over and then stared at me like, oh, God, what did I do? And I'm like, baby. Anyways, so Scott went to the Berkeley Marina where he had a boat. He also had a warehouse out there, mm-hmm. right? So this warehouse was kind of where he would do his work. He All his, like, you know, quote, unquote, man work. You man know? work. Yeah. And so... He went to this this office. He did some work for a little bit. He was trying to Google, like, how do I put this specific tool together? And then he was like, okay, cool, bet. I'm going to go fishing. So he goes fishing in the Berkeley Marina. Um, and it, what's interesting to me is around this time, like, before he left, he recalls watching Martha Stewart with yeah. Lacey. Yeah, uh-huh. And even in police reports, he was like, I think she was making, like, lemon meringue cookies 
And even, what? yeah, I know. I'm like, first of all, my honey would not remember that even a little bit. Yeah. He, he wouldn't <laughs> be able to tell you we were watching Martha Stewart. Like, I love my mans dearly. But he would not be able to tell you who I was watching, let alone what they were baking. Right. Right? So, he recall he recants back to police. Yo, yeah, we were watching uh, Martha Stewart. She was making some sort of, like, lemon meringue cookie. And then it comes out way later in the investigation that, holy shit, he's actually, like, 100% dead on with that. Like, right. this is accurate. They were straight, like, on this day at this time when yeah. Martha Stewart would have been live. Really? On whatever channel it was. Um, she was making a lemon rain cookie, and I'm like, okay, go off, Martha okay, Stewart. Okay, also, listen here. I remember both times when I was pregnant, guys, like, yo girl did not want to do jack shit about nothing when I was 40, 30 and 40 weeks pregnant. No, no, no. Oh, I just realized that outside of the intro, we did not mention that Lacey was pregnant. Oh, yeah. She uh, yeah, so Lacey was eight, eight months, months pregnant, <laughs> like, hella pregnant, like, about to burst pregnant. Yes, like, she was at least eight months pregnant. They said seven and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, like, bro, whenever I was there, I was on bed rest. I was, like, just not into walking. I was, like insert food in my mouth and leave me the fuck alone that's me that's me now when i don't even have kids (laughs) so like she she's she was definitely on some martha stewart stuff if that's what she was doing she might have had that like mothering kick oh you know what i mean nesting yeah she wants to nest she's like I want to make snacks, and I want the cutest household, and I, like, you just get that drive when you're, especially when you're hormonal and not much pregnant, you get that drive to make the cutest, most quaint household for your child. They call it nesting, and what nesting is, is, um, like, you just, like, like I said, I would be, like, fucking dead tired, and then I would just, like, pop up one day and just be like, I need to fold clothes, I need to build a baby bed, like, I need to, do we have a car seat? Like, you just start going through the motions of trying to make it ready for your baby to come out of your vagine. Yeah, I said it. The what? You know, bobs and vagine. <laughs> Send bobs and vagine. Is it terrible that I don't believe that's the first time we've made that joke in this podcast? I feel like we've definitely said that at some point, but it was yeah. not this one. No, Anywho. but like, but for real, like you're just basically making preparations for when you're when you have your baby, basically. Yeah. So her, so Lacey's whole plan for the day was that she was gonna watch the show, kind of get up on the the whole lemon meringue cookie spiel. I'm still like tripping about them cookies, bro. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, give me that recipe. <laughs> um, she was gonna bake some cookies, walk the family dog. Yep. Um, and then like. She was had a couple other errands that she had to do in preparation for a brunch that her family does every year for Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. right? So, or for Christmas. Um, so again, reminder: this is Christmas Eve. Um, so um, later that morning, um, there was like a neighbor in that same neighborhood um, that says she like found their golden retriever, um, whose name was Mackenzie. Who's Mackenzie? I don't know. Who is it? I don't know. It's spelled different, so I don't claim this. Yo, okay, so I, I love you, but I'm going to say this. Mackenzie was a bitch because she was a dog. <laughs> and I'm going to say the same thing I've said to you to every bar reject I've ever met in my life. I've been called worse. Oh, my gosh. I've been called. That's so horrific. I was just joking in love, but I would never, ever say that to somebody in real life. Y'all, y'all gross. Whoever you are, you're gross. I got called mysterious at a bar once. He, this guy just came up to me and go, went, you're so mysterious. And I asked him, 
how? And then he walked away. <laughs> uh, I guess go off. Like, what a, what a line. I mean, I'm a claimant. I'm a, I'm a serious bitch. But, yeah. like, what about me? Come on now. No. No, no, no. So, there was this golden retriever named Mackenzie that was owned by the Petersons. And that was the same dog, obviously, that Lacey had, was planning to walk that day. Um, so she found this golden retriever on the side of the road and they returned him back to the Peterson's backyard. So they took him back there. And so there are reports of whenever Scott came back home after his fishing adventure Mm -hmm. and being in, you know, the, uh, the back, like, not the backyard, the, uh, warehouse. After he'd gone through the warehouse, he had done his stuff for his tools, got them all put together, went fishing and everything. When he came home, he had made a note to say, like, look. The dog was in the backyard with his leash on. Like, I don't know what's up with that. Mm -hmm. So, it's later reported that somebody had returned the dog to the backyard because they recognized the dog. And they were like, no, this dog needs to go back home. Right. So, yeah. That was the whole thing. Um, so, another neighbor, like, mm, what was it? Like, an hour, a half hour later or so? Um, said that he had seen that same dog wandering the neighborhood with a muddy leash, and that he also returned the dog. Yeah. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. puppy's <clears throat> just going back and forth. Yeah. Like, dog, look, dogs fucking get out. As we learned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bullseye. Fucking bullseye. <laughs> So, dogs get out. It's not surprising to me that they may have had to return this dog multiple times. It's especially not surprising to me if this dog had witnessed something sketchy or scary. Mm -hmm. And the dog was trying to get help. Right? Uh, It is a golden retriever after all. Right. And most dogs have that instinct. Something happens to their owners, they're going to freaking run off and do doggy things. And be like, yo... Help, help, and most people aren't going to, like, approach that the way that the dog wants them to, right? Right, not like Lassie or his, like, what is it, boy? Like, Does the boy stuck in a well? (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing. That's all speculation. We don't know why this dog ran, and we don't know how it ended up, whatever. But it's a a point that was made, right? So whenever um, Scott got home from fishing... He came home and immediately, like, washed his clothes and, like, took a shower and cleaned himself. But his wife wasn't there. But his wife wasn't there, correct. So, I don't know about you, but when I get home or when my husband gets home, the first thing we do is greet each other. You know, we don't shower and shit like that. But what if they're not home? Okay. Like, what if they're out running errands, right? You're just going to go about your day. But also, I don't know about you, like, your experience fishing and stuff. When you go out fishing, you freaking stink. You smell yeah. like bait and tackle. Yeah. I don't know what bait he smelled, like, he used, obviously. But you come home from fishing, you freaking reek. You've been out you in smell the... smell like water. Like yeah, you, yeah, you smell like water. You smell like murky, muddy water. You smell like fish. You smell like fish, smell and like, you smell yeah. like bait. And depending on what kind of bait you use, there's literally something called stink bait. 
Uh-huh. Like, who's to say that he wasn't using stink bait, right? And I've Ugh. used, I've, in my fishing adventures, I've used stink bait, and that shit reeks. Really? Like, you cannot wait to get a hot shower when you're done using that crap. Like, it just smells so terrible. Ooh. And I believe it's typically used to catch, like, catfish and stuff. Ah, that makes sense. So, I don't know what Maryland's catfish situation looks like for this Maryland. <laughs> Wait, did we find a theme? Cal- in this California? That's- I don't know where I am. Oh, yeah, it's California. This is Modesto. <laughs> yeah. Where am I? Oh, I'm still on Joe. <laughs> this is why we don't do two episodes in a day. Sorry. This is in Modesto, California. Not, not, not Baltimore. Ignore me. I'm new here. I've never done an episode before. I'm fresh. So, yeah. So, he comes home, takes a shower, whatever. So... He had reported um, Lacey missing, but he ends up calling, obviously, all the people he knows first. Right. Calls Lacey's parents, who they're anticipating meeting up with. Right. He reaches out to friends, family, et cetera, et cetera, right? Right. Because before you go full stop, like, yo, where are you? You're going to reach out to the people you know. Like, I can almost guarantee, like, my boyfriend... Is like, yo, where the hell is Kenzie? Like, you're one of the first people he's going to call. That is very true. He's going to be, or he's going to reach out to you on Facebook and be like, yo, Kenzie's yeah. been gone. Like, have you seen her? Right. You know what I mean? So, before you kind of flail up in arms, you're probably going to call the people that you know first. Um, so, it was noted that whenever Scott got back home, he um, answered his voicemail or he was listening to his voicemail, because this was back when, you know, landlines. Uh-huh. He got home and he listened to his voicemail on the landline, <clears throat> and he heard that his message that, as Crime Junkie again had said, the Hey Beautiful call was still in voicemail status. So that was left after she was gone, right? So, you know, like, who's to say if... That call was made and she was not there or if she was there and she just didn't answer it when the voicemail was made. Right. But at that point in time, from all speculation, it seems like, yo, you know, this this call was made and she just wasn't there to to answer it or listen to the voicemail. Um, So Mm -hmm. shortly following after that voicemail is another voicemail from her dad, Lacey's dad, saying... Hey, we don't have any whipped cream for our pies. Can you come, like can you pick up whipped cream on your way over? Which means okay, obviously Lacey's not at her parents, which is where he expected her to be. Right. If she was going to be anywhere, it would be at her parents. Um so there's a whole thing pertaining to the investigation. But I'm trying to keep it relatively quick considering, you know, there's some relatively decent updates pertaining to the case. Um but The long story short of it, basically, is that uh, Lacey's dad is the one who makes the 911 call saying, hey, I don't know where my daughter is. She's gone missing. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so all stops are pulled out, and immediately everything pertaining to the media goes to Scott. Mm -hmm. So Scott is immediately, in the media's eyes, seen as guilty. Hello? Hello, the media? (laughs) No, so he's just pretty much immediately seen as guilty. Yeah. Right? They always go for the They always do. Right. And and it's going to sell more papers. It's going to sell more articles. Whatever you got to do, right? 
So, with this guy in specific, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. He was a sleazebag. He didn't do anything to give himself, like, to lend himself any favors. Right. So, eventually, like, long story short, um, there was a vigil. Oh, my God. Hold on. Sorry, my notes are on my computer, and I'm on a different computer, which is touchscreen, and my doggy Snoot just touched it and <laughs> jacked all my stuff up. You're very cute, but you're very annoying. Please go, <laughs> sir. Please go away from me. No, so, um, basically, as it were... Everything was, um, the media was basically pointing at him. They were chastising him. Yeah. Yeah. So they were 100% chastising him. And that made him super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Right? So there was this whole thing about how... um, I don't remember the specific dates, but I do know the dates are, are like, important. Sorry. Color me a bad podcast or I'm not mad about it. But um, there was this whole thing where, because this was such a heavily covered case... The media was up and down his freaking street at all times. Oh, my god! Like, very little of any time was, you know, not covered by the media. It was all, all news vans all the time trying to get wind of Scott or mm-hmm. his family mm-hmm. or whoever. And Yo, so... he wouldn't check the mail today. Yeah. Suspicious. No, they were going after him. Yeah. And it was a whole thing. And so, um... What do you call it? Um, so basically what ended up happening was that um, there was a burglary that took place yeah. across the street. Yeah. I think that was the 26th. And remember, Lacey went missing Christmas Eve, right? Mm-hmm. So on the 26th, there was reported to be this burglary where they like found a safe in this neighboring house that was unoccupied because of Christmas time. Right. People lived there, but they were out of town. So there was this burglary, right? And <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. <laughs> and so the first thing when police arrived to this burglary, the people say, "I, I didn't have nothing to do with that pregnant chick." Oh. Yeah. Weird. Do you like how I'm not even looking at my notes at this point? Yeah, like <laughs> I'm on autopilot. I'm she on autopilot. Like dead on my face and was like, "I don't know nothing about that pregnant." I was like, "Oh well, go off it." <laughs> So, with that one, so, basically, the police had ended up, I don't know if they botched the reports or mm. if their timelines were super freaking off, and I I would be lying if I said I remembered off the top of my head the specific dates that these um, cases were said, but if you have news coverage crawling across your lawn... On Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you're gonna get news coverage of somebody who, across the street from you, put a safe out on the front lawn and was burglarizing a house. Like, straight up, you're gonna have coverage of that. Like, that's a thing. So, the police ended up reporting the, the date wrong, oh essentially, gosh. is what happened with that. So, the timeline with that is a little jacked up. Um, like I said, I don't remember the specific dates off the top of my head. Um, but that plays into the fact of, okay, so when did you burglarize the house? Because the police weren't, or the media was not there the day that she went missing. Uh Uh-huh. 
which is the 24th, which puts the burglary probably happening on the 24th rather than the 26th. Okay, I lied. The dates are on the top of my head. Um, So that puts the burglary happening on the 24th versus the 26th, right? So that becomes a whole thing. I'm just like, I'm with you right there. Like, I feel like, so y'all were harassing this dude essentially without knowing anything truly, you know? Yeah. Um, and y'all didn't see somebody just getting burglarled? Like, oh no, man. You're going to notice somebody getting burglarled. <clears throat> Unless the neighbor, it was the neighbors who burglarled themselves. Oh, but I don't know. But why? Why? To cre- I don't, I- so you're real cute, Puka. <laughs> don't look at my dog. Don't look at him. He's looking at you in judgment, saying don't throw out bullshit theories out on this case. Fernie always has a bullshit theory that's easily not No, over. normally they're good theories. This is not a good theory, Fernie. I know. Re- redacted. I just, I just, fine. Redacted. Fine. I mean, it's just really strange like that if there truly was like media harassment, then how the fuck didn't they see that? Like, that's that's just wild. That was very... And that's what makes me think, like, yo, somebody would have picked something up from the media if it was actually on the 26th. The police reports say, I believe, the 26th, but it actually happened on the 24th, supposedly. Mm. Right? So that's the same day Lacey went missing. Fascinating. Fascinating. And that leads me to wonder if maybe that was their first stop. And it was like a burglary gone wrong. They didn't oh. think that somebody was going to be home. Because Lacey's car was there. Yeah. But. That's why I was like, you know, like if her car was there, why didn't he say hi? But, you know, whatever. <laughs> how are you going to say hi to somebody who's not there? But if her car was there, how well, she, she wasn't there? Um, what if she got picked up by somebody, maybe? Because he thought he was at the parents. Okay, okay. I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Okay, I got it, I got it. Goddamn. <laughs> so. Basically, to kind of cut it short, Scott essentially goes through this whole, like, for lack of a better phrase, trial by media, right? So, media is making him out to be the bad guy. Like, the media is there. They are, like, it's it's a you say jump, I say how high situation. Mm-hmm. Like, they're looking to escalate and and kind of build off of any bullshit that they can pull up. As soon as possible. Yeah. And so... And this is not going to make Scott look any better, but he was eventually... So, okay. So, after their bodies were dug up, and I say dug up, they were pulled out of the um, the Berkeley Marina. The Which same is the place, same, yeah. Yeah. The same place that he had his boat. But... I would like to point out there was only a 20-minute window between when his computer was last logged into and when he got a physical ticket saying, hey, you left the marina with your boat Mm -hmm. because they check people in and out of the marina for dock times. There's only a 20-minute window. He lives nine minutes away from the marina. You cannot tell me that in the course of nine minutes, he went home, then killed his wife, then drove nine minutes back, then brought it back, then got the boat ready to go and was... Ready. Like, this was all in broad daylight, first of all. And he didn't own a yacht. It wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. He had, like... And, again, this is... That was specifically paraphrasing from Crime Junkie. But he didn't own a yacht. He didn't have any sort of crazy fancy boat. So, if you're trying to freaking dry out a body in mid-daylight, 
somebody's gonna notice. You know what I mean? I'm so to find out like what is that even like called? Like, I want to call it like a dinghy, but I'm not really sure. I don't know. How it was just it a fishing boat. Yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah. there's nothing crazy about I it. I typed in small fishing boat, and it literally came up as the same fishing thing that boat. It had. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. no, it was literally just a small <clears> fishing <throat> boat. Like somebody, if you were trying to transport a body in broad daylight, there's nowhere to hide it. You're just going to have the small fishing boat, and you're just going to do your thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, there's a maybe a 20-minute window or so around where Lacey had potentially disappeared. I personally don't believe that it is possible for Scott to have gotten the nine minutes home after immediately after getting off his computer, going home, and then taking the time to murder Lacey... Take his child out of her womb because uh, Lacey and Connor were found in separate areas, correct? So whoever murdered her had separated them at some point. I don't don't know. Like, um, so you know David. He says that it's very possible that her body went into distress and dispelled the baby. I'm not sure if that's true, though. I would like to know if that's something that could happen (laughs) when you die. It is, but... It would still be through natural birth canal type situations. What are they saying that she, he was cut out? Yeah, that oh. is that is what I was reading <clears throat> was that the that Connor was cut out of her body. Oh my gosh! I could be a hundred percent wrong with that, but I'm ninety nine percent sure that that is what I had read. Oh, and again, this is one of those things where I'm just loosely going off of what I remember from the case. Okay. So. I don't see any sort of situation where in the course of 20 minutes, he could have driven the nine minutes home, killed his wife, taken his baby out of her body, dumped both of them after checking into the marina and driving the nine minutes back. Because in that 20 minute span between when his computer was last accessed and when the ticket was generated for his boat, that's 18 minutes already right there. So you like if you count the drive, like that's that's eighteen minutes. There's no way he could have killed and, you know, taken his baby out of her right. body mm-hmm. in two minutes. That's not physically possible. So making my boy Scott, I say my boy. I don't want to claim him. I don't uh. claim him. He's still a garbage person. But um, there was this whole thing about how whenever he started to go into trial. He had dyed his hair blonde, and he was found going to a golf course to go golf with his brother with, like, a shitload of money. I'm talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Mind you, he was actually, like, a really, like, prodigy golfer, so, like... Right. He was, like, a he, really good golfer. Right. Exactly. Um, but his brother was like, look, let's just go shake off all the media and whatever. But if you're... And, and the whole thing was that, like, the media focused really hard on the fact that, like... He had dyed his hair blonde, like he was maybe trying to run away. Like you have so many, so much money right. in your car, you dye your hair blonde, like you're trying to get away. Yeah. But if you're somebody who's chastised that hard by the media, you're gonna want to make it so that you can't be chastised and be as recognizable. Does that make sense? Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Like you're gonna try to change your appearance so that you can just go grocery shopping in peace. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it even kind of seemed like, like in all the pictures I saw of him, and he always looked radically different than the last time I saw him. So, yeah, like, he he was kind of chubby with dark hair, and then all of a sudden he had blonde hair and like with considerably less chin, chin, Scruff. chin stuff. Yeah, so like yeah, always super different. I don't I don't know if that's because he was hiding from the paparazzi or was he just trying to you know get out. 
Exactly. So, there's this whole thing surrounding this one picture, which is not a good look. Like, be smarter. He, so, he notoriously showed little to no emotion about Lacey vanishing. Mm-hmm. Um, he... He was still actively looking for her, but he just said little snow motion. And I'm willing to bet you, like, if I went missing, I just vanished off the face of the earth, that Eric would probably respond the same way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the kind of person who's like, everybody responds to the situation the same way. Like, I can almost guarantee you that, like, Eric will be freaking livid, and he will do everything he can to find me, but he's going to be stoic as a rock the entire time he does it. He's not going to shed a tear. Yeah. He's not going to be in shambles. That's, remember, he, we had this talk earlier. Yeah. And, like, you you were, like, not, like, it made me realize not everybody's as open and, you know, vibrant as myself, but, like, sometimes people just, you know, experience, like, emotions better, like, they're differently than they process would. it. And so, like... That's why I mentioned earlier, like, I'm easily swayed because it, I don't know if it's, like, a mental health thing that he was so stoic about it. I don't know if he, it's just the way he processed it because everybody processes grief different. But, yeah, so, but. So, I feel like you know a little bit more about Amber Heard than I do. Amber Frey. Why did I say Amber Heard? She's the one who fucking severed Johnny Depp's finger and is a toxic-ass bitch. Oh my god. Fuck gosh. her. Ugh. Fuck Amber Heard. I'm sorry. Amber Frey. Amber Frey. Who's I, actually. I Frey or Frey, to be honest. I think it's F R E Y, right? Right. So I was thinking oh, yeah. Frey. I was thinking whatever. Frey. So, um, I, I, you know, like, you know way more about this than I do, but basically, from what I understand, is like they, uh, she is a massage therapist. And um, she and Scott met just a few weeks prior to Lacey's disappearance. And, um, he, apparently, she told him, yo, I'm single, you know, I want to make up. And, like, he was just like, oh, yeah, my wife is dead. He, yeah, he did tell Amber that his wife is dead. Right. Right. So, she wasn't even aware, um, that she, she was alive, let alone not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, she thought he was single. So, you know, they had a little bit of a fling. And then, allegedly, they spent a weekend together, like, a three-day weekend together. And then, like, that following week... Lacey was gone. Right. So, and and this was, like, a thing that was not well known to the public. Any publication of his affair made it kind of occur like it was a long-time fling. But they right. had only seen each other, like, four times, I think. Four right. or five times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, Amber agrees, like... Yo, yeah, this shit sc- sounds super scummy, and this guy's obviously been lying to me. Like, the police approach her, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, will you be willing to wiretap your conversations with him over the phone? Mm-hmm. And so, they're talking, and after a while, Scott eventually says, look, I've been lying to you. I'm Scott Peterson. I'm the man who's all over the news whose wife is missing. <laughs> It's so like I did, I just don't know how she couldn't. How like, do you live under that rock? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was about to say. Patrick Star looking ass. I also like um, it's just, I, I just I can't wrap my brain around it, dude. I'm I'm sorry. I just like that's like another driving factor in why I think he was guilty because like or at least knew something because like he was already like 
saying that she wasn't even alive by the like weeks prior. That's a big thing for a lot of people who yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, apparently she didn't make herself look any better. No. Um, I, I know I, I did, when I looked up the Scott Peterson case, I did also look up, um, the Chris Watt case. Um, and I There's feel, just duality. Yeah, so much duality. And she actually, like, I feel like, I'm trying to find it, guys. I don't want to, you know, say the thing, but I'm pretty sure she was, like, Googling things. Like, she was like, can I go to jail for this? Like, you look real sus to me, you know What'd what you I'm find saying? that? I don't know. I don't know if I'm, like, merging the two cases together or what, but you I You might be. Um, but I Because I had to try very, very hard not to do that mentally myself. Yeah. That's why I can, like, spend the day spamming other podcasts and YouTube videos and because I wanted to make sure my brain knew which case we were covering because right. for some reason, and I don't know if it's because it's a quote-unquote family annihilator case. And when she told me that was what that shit was called, I was like, excuse me? No, yeah, they're family annihilator Yeah, cases. that's, whew, that's a um, nice, I phrase. personally wouldn't necessarily call this case a family annihilator case. It, it, there's a lot of different factors that go into actually, like, clarifying something as a family, or uh, defining something as a family annihilator case, and I don't think this fits the docket, but it's possible. I don't know. Um, so, the reason we're kind of rushing through this is because we're kind of more trying to focus on the recent, because... This is one of the biggest cases of our lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, this was notorious, and it happened back in 2002. And um, his Scott Peterson, okay, so he ended up being arrested in 2003. So around, he was arrested probably five or six months after she went missing. Um, so he told police that he was meeting his father and brother for a game of golf. And, um, so this was when he was blonde, when he was meeting up with his brother to go play golf, when he had that money in his car and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of made the the paparazzi and the media say, oh, this guy was obviously trying to flee. They had nothing based to base that on. Right. They were just going, men's got blonde hair and money. He's not blonde. Let's go. Yeah. So it was a whole thing. Um... Oh, it was actually $15,000, in case you're curious. Goodness. I mean, I don't got $15,000, but, yeah. I mean, I would love $15,000. Right. So, he ended up getting arraigned um, in, I cannot pronounce that, Stanlaus? Stanlaus County Superior Court. He ended up being charged with two felony counts of murder with premeditation. (laughs) Help! Premeditated. The premeditation. Meditation. There was nothing wrong with how I was setting up it before. You said mediation. Mediation. Oh shit. <laughs> Words. <laughs> no. So basically, he was like um, charged with two felony counts of premeditation and special circumstances, which apparently is something that you can get charged for is special circumstances. I'm full of special circumstances. I'm nothing <laughs> but special circumstances. Um so the first degree murder oh it's a it's a premeditated it's a <laughs> What are the two She's like fingering motions I mean I'm like, I, I don't know what you want to say. 
When you have... I'm so tired. When you have a word... A colon! A colon. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. It wasn't just special circumstances. Special circumstances were specific to the case, and it was a colon situation. Mm. So, um, he... Ugh. So, he ended up getting the first-degree murder of Lacey and the second-degree murder of Connor, to which he pled not guilty, and he ended up being held on bail. Um, so... Before his arraignment, um, Scott was, like, represented by Kirk McAllister, who was, like, a big-known defense attorney at the time, right? Mm. In Modesto. Mm. Um, and if I remember correctly, there was a whole thing where, and I may have the wrong case, but I feel like this is the right one. Okay. Where his case was moved from county to county to county to county. Oh, yeah. To I try to that. find something where people didn't know about this case. Because one of the whole things about being on a jury is that you have to find. <laughs> I dropped my phone in the chair. Hold up. Yeah, so you have to find a jury. Obviously, it's going to be non-biased, which means they haven't heard of the case before, and they don't have any biased opinions on it. Which was hard to do because the media was just absolutely just dogging Ruthless. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I believe he had been moved to move to moved. So, they ended up moving it to Redwood City just because, like, it was just hostile media-wise, right? Mm -hmm. So, he ended up, his trial started in 2004. Uh, 2004. <laughs> you, you met what I knew. Um, and so, media obviously was covering that really heavily. And so, that was like a whole thing, right? Okay. So, they, his defense attorney basically said that, hey, yeah, I'm a dirt, I'm a dirt bag. For cheating, or he's a dirtbag for cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, there was no crime committed here. Mm. Like, he had nothing to do with any of this. You're reaching, blah, blah, blah. And um, so, long story short, he ends up being convicted and sentenced to the death penalty. Um, to this day, he was still, well, not to this day specifically, as of August of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Peterson was sentenced to death, and so he just sat on death row for a while, um, and then eventually in August of 2020, his case got overturned. Yeah. And they are pushing for retrial. Yeah. And I feel like you found stuff on that. So, um, as far as, like, the retrial situation? The retrial, what's going on right so now with August, it. So, they overturned it because apparently one of the jurors... Was okay. I read a couple things. Like, um, apparently, one of the jurors not only was already aware of the case itself, so they couldn't be unbiased because uh-huh. you know the they media. Know. They know. And then the also, they were involved in their own legal bullshit. So like, uh, like apparently, they were biased. yeah. So like, apparently, the person in question was also pregnant, which again, they weren't even supposed to know. They she was also pregnant and um was assaulted by her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend and anyway but she felt some type of way so she she didn't give a good solid unbiased account and so that ultimately led to it getting overturned and i had read too that another thing with that being uh overturned was that 
Peterson had come before a jury and said, look, I was not given a fair trial. This was covered so heavily by the media that yeah. there's no way anybody could be unbiased. Right. So I want a redo, essentially. A redo. Recount. Um, I did. Sorry, guys. I saw um, in November, they also, I think in November, it was just like a real brief meeting. And they were just like, um, so what you trying to do? Because if we're going to do a retrial, we have to get a whole new jury, blah, blah, blah. We need to right. find people who don't even know anything about this when case. When was this? This was um, in November. Oh, shit. I think. And like, um, basically, he just declined his right to a swift, wait. Quick. To a quick trial. Quick yeah, trial. he wanted the full the full shebang. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go from day one all the way over again. Mm-hmm. And then um, just today, they had a Zoom meeting. Today? Uh, n- not today, because it's like midnight. It's one. But like um, on Thursday, whatever. Oh, that's pretty much today. Yeah, so on Thursday, he had like a brief Zoom call with a judge um, talking about uh, scheduling the case. And I guess, like, do you want to add anything, like, kind of situation? There wasn't too much I saw on it. Maybe there'll be more tomorrow. But Maybe. this, this like, um, article is literally 12 hours old. 13. I would like to say that's completely coincidental because we had this art, this case listed for a week. Yeah. And, like, so I think they were basically just trying to talk about scheduling. Do you want to add anything else? Like, what else do you want to tell me? Not much was really said. And then they scheduled for you. Closing comments, questions, concerns. So, um, after, you know, hearing more about it, and I'm sure, you know, as time goes on, we're going to have an update on this for sure. Oh, for sure. So, like, I am more than willing to, like, you know, go deeper into it next time in April. Oh, I'd love to do a follow-up Hell yeah. And, like, um, kind of talk more about, like, Do you think he's going to walk? Yes, I do. I think so, too. He's trying really hard, which is, again, why I'm like, I can be swayed, because he definitely seems really adamant about it but it's just hard for me to get past the whole parent thing you know like i don't think that the evidence that was held against him is evidence enough i think it's all circumstantial evidence and circumstantial evidence usually does not hold up well in court i believe that he had a very biased jury there's no way because redwood uh county or whatever it was is not far enough away that you wouldn't have heard this. Right. Like, uh, Crime Junkie actually said it best. Like, we were literally in war with Iraq at the time, but all the news coverage, like, nationwide was on Scott Peterson. I believe it, too. People were just trying to get, trying to get out of the the blood on the, well, then they looked at more blood, so I don't know. (laughs) Mood. But I just say, maybe they were just trying to get out of, you know, our country being at the war garbage and like is, yeah. yeah and so like they were trying to fixate on some um a, a legend something dirt that bag. wasn't war oriented right and like it's juicy you know she's he might scandal scandalous there you go there you go that's the word i was looking for yeah so yeah apparently on i want to say it's april 23rd but i'm like just trying really hard and I can't find it. I'd love to do, depending on whatever happens in April, I'd love to do a mini-sode kind of following up on what happened at this. Mm-hmm. So. Um, obviously, this is a quick abridged version so that we could get as many details as possible while also including the more recent stuff because mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen many, if any, podcasts cover that. Um, but feel free to look up the... Lacey and Scott Peterson case, it is hella crazy. 
And the... Uh, April 27th. April 27th, okay. There is also a very good investigation discovery special that me and Freddie were watching beforehand um, of this specific case. So I highly recommend you go watch that. And if that, um, if that meeting in April yields anything update-worthy, we will definitely chime in. Heck yeah, because April 27th is on a Tuesday. Turn up on a Tuesday. But Club okay. going up <laughs> on, on a Tuesday. Tuesday. But, like, um, so we do this on Thursday, so we'll definitely be back. For sure. Oh, Freddie, so what is your verdict? Do you still feel like he is guilty? <sighs> guilty at a lesser here. charge. Manslaughter? Yeah. Yeah. Or um, a a print a, a word accessory. To I don't know that's me. Damn. Oh, so you geez. think he he's still gonna be charged, yeah. but at a lesser point. Yeah. So either manslaughter or accessory to murder. But in my in my little friendly heart, I I don't like him and I hate. That oh no, that he's happened. a garbage person. And I still I want to call him guilty just because. But if you want my real honest, you know, bones like talking about the facts i don't think he's guilty but i definitely think he's going to be an accessory or something or at least serve some time i still think he's not guilty i think not enough evidence leads up to him that's not to say that he didn't have something to do with it Mm -hmm. but i think evidence wise i do think he's innocent um and that's all going to come out to play and we're going to see how that goes so uh we have a little game that we'd like to play to decipher what we're gonna cover next week okay we have decided that we are going to do obviously in our rotation like we normally do a fan request fan request so last week we did the murder of room one zero four six one zero four six some room some numbers (laughs) and uh yeah so we did that that was for our friend noah um, and we had posted a poll hey about, Noah. hey Noah, we miss you. <laughs> I don't, I see you every day, um, but I still miss you. So we posted a poll to kind of see what you guys would like to see. Mm-hmm. And our top two votes were for the Slenderman girls mm-hmm. and Alyssa Turney's case. Ooh, um, we are having a very, very hard time deciding between the two of what we want to do. Because we can see us saving Slenderman for Halloween. Yeah. But it's something you guys seem to really want now. So we can definitely throw it into and, the rotation. Oh my ASAP. gosh, we have no issue doing that. Yeah. I would love to do that next week. So me and Frenny have decided to do a game of rock, rock paper, paper scissors. scissors to figure out who is uh, which case we're gonna do next week. So I guess I'm gonna throw for Alyssa Turney, and you're gonna throw for Slenderman, yeah. considering that you wanted to do that weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. Best out of three, we're gonna go one, two, three. Shoot. Throw your throw your choice. One, Ready? Two, three. Shoot. Okay. Ready. One, one, two, three, three shoot. shoot. Oh. Tie. One, one two, two, three, shoot. Scissors. <laughs> one, two, three, shoot. <laughs> okay. That was the third tie that we got in a row. It went scissors, scissors, scissors paper. paper. Okay. One, one two, two, three, shoot. Oh, that's okay. one for me. I got paper over rock. Okay, so okay. ready? One, two, three, shoot. Oh, one for Frenny. Paper over rock. Ready? <laughs> ready? <laughs> One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three. Let's start over. Okay. This is a hot mess. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, two. you got two. Yeah. So, looks like next time, 
next week, ladies and gentlemen, we are covering the Slenderman Slender Girls. Yes. Ugh. So we will be covering that monstrosity of a case. Yeah. And we'll see how that goes. So I hope you guys really enjoyed our double feature this week. And I know we just flew through the Scott Peterson case. There's We easily could have made this like a triplicate series yeah. for Scott Peterson. There's just so much stuff out there. And if you definitely want us to go deep, deep, deep into it, tell us. Tell us in Please. drinks and theories. Group dis- discussion group. Hello. On <laughs> yeah, go to Facebook. Go to drinks ampersand theories. Yeah, ampersand. Ampersand. Uh, drinks ampersand theories uh, discussion group on Facebook. We are super responsive on there. We stay active. We post all of the memes and entertainment. All of the memes. So if you want us to dive a little more in depth on the Scott Peterson case, I'm definitely not opposing to rehashing this in a two parter or even a three parter, honestly, mm-hmm. because this case is insane to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm not opposed to figuring all that out. So yeah. if you guys want to see that, go ahead and let us know, um, in the group, but it sounds like next week we're covering the Slenderman girls. Yeah, for sure. Um, thank you so much for thank sticking around always. for our double feature. We hope you guys have a lovely Friday. And if you are still awake, like the vampires, we know you are, <laughs> we love you and we hope you sleep well and have meantime. a great night in the meantime. I'm Frenny. I'm Mackenzie. And we're Drinks and Teary. Drinks and Teary's. We, we love, love you. you. Bye. Bye.